This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Thanks for streaming WSOY on NowDecatur.com. This stream is presented by Hickory Point Bank. Invested. Their investment in Decatur is an investment in everyone who calls Decatur home. Brace with your stories now brought to you by Shop on Main. Illinois EMS workers would have to wear body cams while on duty under legislation introduced in Springfield. The bill was introduced by Senator Doris Turner. Turner says police body cams have been successful for law enforcement and believes the same can be accomplished for EMS. She adds she hopes she can connect with EMS providers and make it work for everyone involved. Proposed legislation could require electric vehicle charging stations in the garage of every new home. There are bills in both houses that would require a new single-family residence or a small multifamily residence to have at least one charging station for each residential unit with dedicated parking. Opponents, including the Home Builders Association of Illinois, say the measures are cost-prohibitive and charging stations are not universal in use or price. Similar proposals were put forward in the last General Assembly but didn't go anywhere. For more content, visit NowDecatur.com. Not again. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's one Michigan State University student's reaction to Monday night's shooting that left three students dead, five critically wounded. The fact that this is the second mass shooting that I have now lived through is incomprehensible. Jackie Matthews was also a student at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut in 2012 when a gunman murdered 20 students and six adults. She posted on her at JMAT TikTok account. My heart goes out to all the families and the friends of the victims of this Michigan State shooting. But we can no longer just provide love and prayers. It needs to be legislation. It needs to be action. President Biden also renewed his call for stricter gun laws. We still don't know the Michigan State shooter's motive. Records show 43-year-old Anthony Dwayne McRae with at least one run-in with the law. He was arrested in Lansing in 2019, pled guilty to possession of a loaded firearm, and as part of a plea deal, was sentenced to probation. McRae's family members also describing him as mentally ill, who lived a life of seclusion. That's Fox's Jeff Manasso. McRae killed himself after the shootings. There's a town meeting tonight in East Palestine, Ohio, where people don't believe what they're told, that the air and the water is safe after a train derailment led to explosions of toxic fumes. Nathan Azadek tells Fox, Constant smell of burning plastics and chemicals in the air. Um, issues with our dog, uh, vomiting, acting lethargic. They still haven't recovered or identified the three objects shot out of the sky in recent days over Alaska, Canada, and Lake Huron. But Fox's Luke Tomlinson reports. The White House says while those objects have yet to be identified, quote, there are no UFOs. This is not an invasion of aliens. But at the White House, John Kirby says actually these are unidentified flying objects. These very well could be uh, balloons uh, of a completely benign nature, uh, perhaps uh, commercial uh, or scientific research. Meanwhile, as the U.S. keeps recovering pieces of the Chinese spy balloon first shot down a week and a half ago, China threatens sanctions on U.S. entities. America's listening to Fox News. You know, people ask me all the time, Hannity, what kind of gun should I get? My answer is always the same. I tell them, you've got to check out my good friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Let me tell you why. They have over 200 models to choose from. In both rimfire and centerfire calibers, they have their brand new 9mm semi-automatic carbine called the Henry Homesteader. By the way, one of my personal favorites. Now, it's ideal for home, property, business protection. And you can check it out by going to their website, henryusa.com. While you're there, you get a free catalog, free decals, and a list of dealers where you live. And check them out yourself. These are all top-quality, American-made firearms that are affordable, accurate, and reliable right out of the box. And when you buy a Henry, it'll be backed by their lifetime satisfaction guarantee and their award-winning customer service with experts who can help you. If you're in the market for a high-quality, American-made firearm, make sure you go to HenryUSA.com, get your free catalog decals, and a list of dealers where you are. You will love this company. It's not just unidentified objects in our skies causing concern. It's happening overseas, too. Moldova closed its airspace. Romania scrambled military jets. Weather balloon-like objects prompting alarm in two neighbors of war-torn Ukraine. Romania says its radar detected the aircraft, but then its pilots failed to find them. Neither country expressing a theory as to where the objects came from. Moldova's already tense, with the president accusing Russia of a plot to overthrow its government. It banned 
soccer fans from Serbia from entering the country this week amid fears saboteurs were hiding among them. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. There's also, speaking of Ukraine, a meeting U.S. and our allies in Brussels discussing continued aid to that country. Here's Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Russia has inflicted a year of tragedy and terror on Ukraine. But the people of Ukraine have inspired the world. Though there is concern Ukraine's using up ammunition faster than it can be supplied. On Wall Street, stock futures are down ahead of a retail sales report for January due out next hour. It'll be closely watched because of declines in consumer spending in recent months. Two days after the Philadelphia Eagles lost the Super Bowl, two Eagles assistant coaches got head coaching jobs. The Arizona Cardinals hired defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Shane Steichen, who led the Eagles offense, will now lead the Indianapolis Colts. Meanwhile, a lot of people in Kansas City are getting ready to celebrate the Chiefs' Super Bowl win. The championship parade will begin at noon central time in downtown Kansas City and head to Union Station, where the team will hold a rally around 145. The crowd is expected to be massive, with fans likely to cover the north lawn of the city's World War I museum. Schools will be closed in the city and the weather should cooperate. Temperatures are expected to be in the upper 40s with a low chance of rain. That's Eric Messersmith. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. As the familiar tune fills the air, joy radiates along with the heat of flickering flames. You make a wish for another year surrounded by the ones you love. With each passing year, The compassionate team at Prairie Cardiovascular will be by your side with heart care that allows you to focus on what matters most. A life well lived. Prairie Cardiovascular, here with you. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today, mostly sunny and breezy with steady temperature around 50 degrees. Tonight, 40% chance of showers, mainly after 3 a.m., increasing clouds low around 37. For Thursday, rain showers likely before 3 p.m., then a chance of rain and snow showers after that. Cloudy and windy with a high near 46. Then Friday, partly sunny with a high near 32. Current temperature in downtown Decatur is 46 degrees. Your WSOY time is And welcome to the Wednesday, February 15th edition of Buyers and Company. We'll tell you all about the new magnet school plans this hour. Dr. Rochelle Clark, board member Andrew Taylor, and Steve Oliver from BLDD in next. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecoder.com.
Good morning. And welcome. It was presented to the Board of Education last night. We'll give you all the details here coming up in just a little bit. Clay will be with us from the Park District. Drew Early from uh, Decatur Memorial Hospital. We'll have Jim Reynolds uh, and a, a brand new uh, position. Uh, well, not for him. He's still the president of Millican University, but uh, a new uh, 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 person hired, uh, welcoming her to town, and Tanya Andrews. Topper on sports. Man, it is an action-packed show. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it seemed a little like... <laughs> uh, I was trying to get the printer to work. Yeah. It, it, it was like on some sort of huge delay. Yeah. You, you'll get it tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, that's... Yeah. No, literally, stuff I printed after the show yesterday just got was it. ready for me this morning. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and here's yesterday's weather. <laughs> well, you know, would anybody even notice? Right. Right. <laughs> uh, I hope everyone's having a, a good start to their day. A lot of wind uh, overnight continuing into today. But, man, we woke up again with warm temperatures. Not going to complain. Uh, I guess I'll take the wind, right? Yeah, my uh, my trash cans for recycling were – I had to – Two blocks down? Yeah, so last night I, I rigged them. I set them down sideways and rigged the stuff. So it was, and, and, I, <laughs> and I got on my camera and I looked before I went outside – and saw that my rigging worked. Did it really? Yes, they're still in, in now, place. Is, is the rigging, you know, when does your garbage come? What day of the week do you get well, the, garbage pickup? I said I take it out the night before. So recycling, no, I know, I know recycling comes today, okay. this morning. So when you rig it, are they able to pick it up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just in What's position. What's the secret? Well, it's just in positioning. So if the wind, like you almost do like a pyramid. So <laughs> if wind blows one, it'll just butt up to the top of the other. All right. In either direction. I like it. Yeah. We've got all this cardboard to set out. Yeah, that's it, what I had. And, yeah. and it's like, I, I think since Christmas, I, I mean, every single garbage pickup day, we've had like 40 mile an hour wind yeah. or rain. Yep. Oh, yeah. Rain actually is a blessing sometimes because it weights it down. Yeah, it does. But then it's like, if they don't pick it up, what do you do with it? And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, good morning. I uh, hope you're having a great start to your day. We have a lot to get to here today. Um, uh, I, I want to talk about a, several things. Uh, this UFO stuff is is now ramped up to like beyond ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I got to like just stay offline. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. I read about UFOs almost daily. Uh, no, and I I'm know. not consuming it through the lens of the mass. You know, so I'm not seeing the hysteria. No, I'm just it, it's what just sort of like, just, you know, because somebody won't like, uh, uh like they won't rule out aliens, UFO. Yeah. yeah, aliens. But, but really, but I mean, they didn't use the word aliens. I mean, everybody just they connect this UFO terminology with aliens. Yeah. I mean, so if we don't know what it is, that must mean right. it's alien. Right. And, who the hell knows? Right. I mean, I'm not closing down. You know, I don't know. They don't know. Mm-hmm. If they clearly knew, and maybe they do know, and they can't say because if they say, they give up what they know. I mean, we're talking about geopolitical ramifications. I mean, or global, <laughs> intergalactic. <laughs> yes, geopolitical <laughs> would mean in itself global, but not outside of our globe. Right. Uh, but yes, I mean, so maybe they know, but they can't say. Right. That's the old every every political uh, world destruction movie centers around the idea of uh, public safety. You got to protect them from knowing or not knowing. No, yeah, because we know what people do. That's right. Toilet paper's gone tomorrow. That's right. That's right. And and we certainly had that reinforced during COVID. I mean, we thought we knew that. Now we definitely know that. Oh yeah, for sure. Run on everything. Mm-hmm. And the bad behavior begins. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really get to the point where, like, next level phase of, you know, human extinction mm-hmm. uh, because of human behavior happened. I didn't even get to see one person with a sign aimed at the sky. You know, so we weren't that close. You know, the people that just stand there and hold the signs up. The end is nigh. Yeah, come take me. Or, oh, yeah. We welcome here. We love you. That would be all the people on top of that building <laughs> yeah. in Independence, Independence Day. Day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I've often contemplated about the end of the world. I'll die in a field somewhere. It will not be in a crowd with signs. Fair enough. Seriously. Yeah. To the end. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> ever writing a sign to an alien. Uh, or anyone else, for yeah, that really. matter. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So last night, the uh, BLDD gave a presentation for the new STEM school building, including the budget and the timeline. And we'll about 640 this morning go into the details. I forwarded you that 19 page mm-hmm. I just saw uh, it. presentation. It's a good looking school. Is it? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I can see some quick visuals. Oh yeah, there's. Nice. Uh, it's a, 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 a PDF file uh, with, well, the renderings of uh, what it might look like, and I I just love the fact, uh, and, and I know there are people that will just go on and on about whatever X, Y, or Z about, you know, why don't we just restore the old, you know, and oftentimes it's way more expensive, particularly when you're talking about schools that are 75, 85, 95, 100 years old than it is to just build new. And building new gets you the next 50, 60, 70 years. Right. You know, instead of trying to add on to the life of another thing. You know, there's going to be a lot of change. A lot of change uh, over the next few years in a lot of areas. And I, I'm just giving this advice. And you can take it, not take it. Um, uh, not taking it, by the way, doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It just means you refuse to accept that it is. There's a lot of change coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of change. Maybe more so than we've seen in mm-hmm. our life. And, and, and too we, institutional, like that kind of change. Exactly. Yeah. We've seen the unbelievable speed in which technology mm-hmm. works. And that has, you know, the last 15 years has matched the last 500 years in change in that regard. Mm-hmm. But we're going to see a lot of change in a lot of areas. And I think, uh, and, and, and this isn't sort of some sort of cockeyed optimism. I just think it's eventually going to be good. Uh, there's going to be initial pain. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a growth adjustment, and then there's going to be new and better. Yeah, I would agree with that. I and mean, I don't know what that timeline looks like. You know, uh, how long does the pain last? Well, it lasts until uh, you find another job mm-hmm. uh, or figure out there's a whole other career out there for you in an area we didn't even know about two years ago, you know. Uh, but we're going to have a lot of this. And I, I think there's people that hold on to the old. Some people have a historical significance and a love of history and the things that were. And I, I don't think that's unhealthy. Um, some people just cling to hold on to things because they just dread and fear change. Yeah. They just want it the way it is. And I get that. I mean, I really do. But if you lean into change, your life gets better faster. Almost always. Mm -hmm. If you resist and fight and, 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 and claw and nail and, you know, then your change is really, really hard for you. But we're going to have more and more of it. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit later today what Memorial, you know, they got a lot of this stuff thrust on them in the last month and how they're dealing with that. Mm-hmm. But your institutions, you know, you know, the stuff that's been around for a long time, healthcare, education, higher ed, change is coming. It is just a matter of fact and then a matter of size and scope and when. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay. I don't think most people are there, though. No, uh, but but it's just going to happen with the change of materials. We've been and, talking yeah. about this for three years. Yeah. And, I, it, and I, we're seeing the fruits of that. Yeah. I mean, it's starting. The dominoes are starting mm-hmm. to fall. Yeah, even, okay, so even before three years ago, you know, we were talking about, we were almost arguing about the uh, adoption of electric vehicles. And in that short time, the major institutions uh, both on the the production side, mm-hmm. almost universally said, yeah, I guess so. Yep. The states like Domino's, yep. the countries around the world like, you know, Domino's. And it's like, well, I guess it's happening. Yeah. And, and when we were arguing, we were not arguing about if it was no, coming. That's we right. were arguing about infrastructure mm-hmm. and the things that it would take yeah. to become mainstream. And that timeline possibly being way out there well, instead right. of like starting today. Right. And and I think only the government, speaking of institutions mm-hmm. that needs to change, would be the driving factor in and I think in the Biden administration we saw that with 
you know, public buses and trains. I mean, mm-hmm. like that there had to be some significant investment that Rivian wouldn't be able to do, that Tesla wouldn't be able to right. do, that it would have to have the full backing of the United States of America to go, we're going to make this thing work. Right. And, and you could argue it could be chicken and egg sort of thing, whether it was like when Ford, Chevy and all the, the major institutions yeah. said, we're doing it. Oh, sure. That, or that, it could be the other way around. Well, they could resist, which uh-huh. would have been, you know, or they go all in. But even if they go all in, you know, Ford and Chevy's not going to build charging stations no. in Decatur, Illinois. No. No, but they forced the hand or, well, or yeah. Or, or they got on board because of the fear. Right. And we're talking about a fundamental change. Of, and we're not talking politics here. We're talking about fundamental change to something that almost all of us participate in in one way, shape or form every single day. Yep. Agreed. Uh, so <clears throat> I think over the next year or so and and beyond we're going to have shows where we go all right we don't know where we are and here's the announcement and what does that mean yeah and then we're going to go well look at the possibilities and look at how all this now works in a new way yeah a lot of these changes will create a you know there's a byproduct or a, a, a vacuum might uh, you know, pop up where the byproduct is, Hey, this building, this building or these buildings are empty. Maybe they'll turn into something better. Right. There might be, Hey, all these people are now underserved and someone else will say, well, I'll come serve them. Yeah, I think that's right. And it, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen in an instant. And sometimes when things, you know, you know, go bad, we don't have an immediate plan to make it good, but nature hates a vacuum mm-hmm. and, and there will, you will see. I, I just think we're in, uh, a very interesting period right now where we've never had more advanced technology mm-hmm. and the old way of doing things doesn't work anymore. And those two things are colliding with each other in a way of, well, well we've kicked that can down the road as far as we can kick that can down the road. We got to try something else. Yeah. And we're going to see a lot of it. And my advice to you, I mean, literally take it, don't take it, don't care, whatever, uh, lean into it. Mm-hmm. Change is almost always good, almost always, overwhelmingly, almost always. Sometimes change is, you know, we've all had bosses that just like to change things up for no reason at all, no Mm -hmm. plan. That kind of change sucks because you're just like dancing, playing a game that doesn't have any plan to it at all. Right. But normally when things kind of outlive their shelf life and things kind of sort of, well, okay, we'll can't do it that way anymore. We'll do it a different way, and somebody finds a better way. Mm-hmm. But that's what I think we're in for for quite a while. All right. Um, did you get a chance to look at it? Uh, yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. That building looks great. Is it? Yeah, and it looks consistent with what they're trying to do. Yeah. So when you look at the newer schools and you stack them side by side, they look cohesive. They look like they've taken the same design inspiration. It looks like they've been, uh, you know, even things like I, I, I flipped through real quick, but like the little modular desks mm-hmm. that, you know, and the little pods for it looks like there's rooms for yeah, the, one-on-one instruction. Everybody looks at the outside of the building. Yeah. What you look at is what does the inside look like, you know, and now it seems like, that, you know, K through eight schools look more like a, a community college than they yeah. do what you would think of as a traditional classroom setting kind of thing. I'm glad you said that. Here's my experience, and I bet it was almost identical to yours. Grade school, I had one classroom that I went to all day. Yeah. About fifth or sixth grade, they gave us uh, like one class where we could go to the other class to get the idea of what junior high was going to be like. Mm-hmm. Junior high, you got your lockers and you went from class to class. And high school, even more of that, sometimes getting to break out. So we all had the same experience. Now what we're going to have is the same experience from grade school all the way to high school in terms of being able to collaborate yep. together, share space, break out with your... Which, uh, if you see what's happening, you know, with the fighting uh, and the things that are happening that are negative inside of District 61, a lot of it is the kids who kind of missed junior high, yeah. and they got basically thrown in from grade school into high school. Yeah. It didn't have that integration, didn't have that sort of spatial relationship, yes. uh, you know... Uh, and the flow of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's you've got a lot of old schools that still sort of do it the same way. If you look at Johns Hill, if you look at, at the new uh, design, you're, you'll see that they're sort of starting that at an even younger age, right. which is good. Exactly right. And and I think that you'll have that experience that translates not only through junior high, high school, even to the community college or college setting, but maybe your workspace. 
you know, maybe working side by side people, maybe being able to go from one group to another group to, you know, I think that these are some of those, I, I guess they call them soft skills that you pick up in addition to the, the straight up instruction you get. So Which the soft skills are sometimes in life yeah. more important than the other. Yeah. You may forget who Paul Revere was, but you need to learn how to work with somebody. Uh, if you go to Boston, it's one of the things you need to do. You know, that church, yeah. you know, and there's the, there's the statue yeah. that looks, I mean, it's a beautiful park and you can literally go into his church and like the way they had the oh. pews segregated, but like with kind of the, th- I mean, it, it not segregated by people, but like just by space. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting architecture. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'd like to, if you want to learn more about Paul Revere. Uh, all right, we have a whole bunch to get to here today. Carnival is back for the first time since COVID. Carnival, like in Rio de Janeiro oh, and oh, Brazil, yeah. Carnival, yeah. Uh, and they didn't have it from 1915 to 1918. They didn't have it from 1940 to 1945, and you know the world calamities that are all around that. And it has been canceled uh, since 2021, and it is now back. Oh, cool. It's weird that my brain went to the HBO show. <laughs> Adrian Barbeau. <laughs> yeah, Jeez, that, no, that's way weird. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. No, this is uh, an unbelievable thing. You see it like on TV mm-hmm. in the streets and it seems like this whole thing. It's a stadium. Right. I mean, that street mm-hmm. is like filled with like stands, like like mm-hmm. like a Super Bowl on steroids. Right. I mean, it's not just in the downtown streets of Rio de Janeiro. It is literally its own standalone thing. It's it is unbelievable, and it's sights and sounds, and I'm assuming probably smells that, uh, you know, you can't really replicate. Yeah, and they have a samba school, you, you know, and then it's like it's regional and neighborhood, but there's all kinds of the, the no one wants to be a judge because they're worried about like their lives. I mean, so right. there's a lot of ties. Yeah, don't pick me. <laughs> Please don't. Pick There's me. a lot of ties. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, everyone did well. Your, hey, 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 hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we we took a visit to that. Uh, it wasn't during the time of Carnival. It was just uh, you know it was empty. Mm-hmm. But we got to go through like all the costumes yeah. and the. I mean, it is the most elaborate thing you can possibly imagine. It's crazy. It's back on the seventeenth. Oh, cool. That'd be fun. And there's four hundred thousand tourists. Wow. I mean, it draws like, you know, several million people, but almost a half a million people just coming to do that from somewhere else. Wow, that's pretty neat. And then you all, you also have all the religious, you know, the dates and, and how this works and everything and the, the attachment to that, which is always very strange to me. Yeah. Because I, I think most. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, it, it, I've never been. I mean, I've been to where they do it, and I've, I've, I've looked at the costumes and the and had a tour of the whole place, and it's a fascinating kind of thing. Uh, but they just look like they're having so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everybody put all their heart into making everything and training and learning everything, and then. You know, it's just one of those high-end sort of experiences. Well, but you, don't you, you know, I just heard in the news, you know, that the Chiefs are having their parade today. Maybe this is what we need to do to avoid all the ridiculous violence we have after, like, wins and losses. You just have an immediate parade. It seems like the parade works. Usually does. Yeah, the the, the biggest violence is usually what's done to the trophies no, during but, the parade. What I was saying, though, is like, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, it's just like as soon as the game's over, we got a parade kicking uh-huh. off. Hand out little balloons too. Yes, people stand there. They the do balloon. Zulu coconuts. Yeah, uh, uh, in Carnival. I don't know what I've seen them. I don't know what is there stuff in them. Yeah, or? there could be a prize. You, you know, uh, we did years ago. In fact, I still have one. Uh, we did uh, Zulu coconuts in downtown Decatur, like where they, they were. You know, the beads are your number one thing. You know, that kind of thing. And then the Zulu coconuts are, like, really hard to get. But then if you get one, there might be a really cool thing. Yeah. It. Fun. Yeah. I feel like we should do, like, a something Friday. I don't know what it'd be. I, I don't have a routine ready. We can do a parade, you know, from here to the back door. <laughs> We're leaving. <laughs> this is our Friday parade. You can watch us go. Zero violence. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
not turning over and burning anything. Nothing. Just having some fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really excited to hear that. Um, so it, it, the biggest show on earth uh, in Portuguese is how they build this thing. And it is literally the celebration prior to the fasting season of, of Lent. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- this is the whole Catholic thing. Right. Yeah. In which we do a lot of different things. Yeah, that's that's the funny part. The Mardi Gras, you yeah, know. you fatten up and then get ready to just be lean for a bit. Which really, we don't even do that anymore. Mm. No, I gave up getting, I, getting the fish fillet at McDonald's. <laughs> isn't leaning out, you no, know? It's not. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's their in tradition and history. If it's not really relevant to the actual facts of how we live today. Yeah, some people are like, why are we having this party? I was like, well, let's just take it as a party. Yep. So more on that this week. That's cool. Uh, a little later today, if we have time, I want to get into the fact that I read a story in the Washington Post yesterday that uh, Gen Z is driving like automobiles mm-hmm. at a clip that's never been seen before. Hmm. The least amount. Yeah. And if you look at the roads today, this is scary if you're out there driving around uh, because the 80-year-olds are outpacing the 20-year-olds by, like, a large margin. Large margin. And once again, it's this change, right? What would you have done? A car meant freedom, you know, but we didn't have Uber. So we'll get into that a little bit later. So interesting stuff. We'll be back after news. Stay tuned. This is R.J. Crace with your stories now, brought to you by Shop on Main. The Illinois Department of Revenue is reminding eligible taxpayers about the Senior Citizens Tax Deferral Program. It works like a loan, allowing qualified seniors to defer all or part of their property taxes. Seniors 65 and older, earning $65,000 a year or less, can defer up to $7,500 in property taxes. Deadline to apply is March 1st. The Macon County Health Department and its Board of Health have announced the appointment of a new chief financial officer. Lakia Funches began her new role as CFO on Monday. She was promoted from within the organization. It shouldn't be quite as windy as it was last night and early this morning, but winds could still gust to over 30 miles an hour throughout the day. Snow is possible tomorrow afternoon and evening. Not a whole lot of accumulation, though. For more stories, podcasts, and videos, visit our website, nowdecatur.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. There's a town meeting in East Palestine, Ohio tonight about a train derailment 12 days ago and the chemicals intentionally burned off. A lot of people like Nathan Azadik don't believe claims it's safe to be back. We immediately smelled the chemicals yet again. And uh, since then, I now have uh, the chemical burns and reaction rash on my face and my throat is getting irritated again. Ohio's health director recommends bottled water. Some people say they might move rather than risk lingering chemical exposure. Alec Murdaugh's sister-in-law testifies at his murder trial in South Carolina that finding out who killed his wife and son did not seem to be a priority for him. I said we have got to find out who's who, who could do this. Marion Proctor says Murdaugh told her that whoever did it thought about it for a really long time. U.S. Central Command says that it shot down an Iranian-made drone attempting to conduct surveillance in Syria over a patrol base next to a natural gas field. America's listening to Fox News. Memorial care is how you start to feel better. Primary care, urgent care, virtual care. Memorial care is how health begins. Visit memorial.health. Want more out of banking? You got it at Staley Credit Union. We're unlike a traditional bank. When you join, you own it. So all profits are invested to serve you. Like the best technology in digital banking. Better rates on loans and savings. And an expert team that knows you on a first-name basis. At Staley Credit Union, you got it. Learn more at StaleyCU.com. This institution is not federally insured by member choice. Proudly insured by American Share Insurance. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today, mostly sunny and breezy with steady temperatures around 50. Tonight, a 40% chance of showers, mainly after 3 a.m., increasing clouds and a low of 37. For Thursday, rain showers likely before 3 p.m., then a chance of rain and snow showers, cloudy and windy, high near 46. Then Friday, partly sunny with a high near 32. 
Current temperature in downtown Decatur is 45 degrees. Your WSOY time is 632. And this look at your weather brought to you by Staley Credit Union. Ready to bank better? Bank Staley Credit Union. Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. That's good stuff. That is like Tom Petty insider stuff. All right. Not radio hits, not just the ones that everybody knows. That's taking a deeper dive. Good stuff. Uh, good morning and welcome. Couple of things. Uh, if you're a season ticket holder, you can order your Goo Goo Doll tickets, uh, now. Uh, everybody else goes on sale Friday. And I'm excited. I got my little order form here. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Pit, reserve, terrace, lawn. Well, you can mark the first one off. You're not going in any pit. Don't even pretend it. I don't know if that's true. I mean, the yeah, pit, every you, show that I go there. Yes, but you're not paying to go stand in the pit. You might go take some pictures and get out. Let's be honest, right? Uh, yeah, that's okay. fair. And then, then you, you, yeah. So start start with the next tier. Well, I was just reading it off for other <laughs> know, people that right. might be interested. Yeah, there are some good options. Well, honestly, there's not a bad spot in there. And and no, the, there's not. And we've talked about this before. I like to pick my spots based on who the act is. If I want to kind of chill in oh, the grass sure, and sure. take it in, yeah, yeah, yeah. if I want to be up front and see it. Oh, I, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Yeah, and they're all good spots. Uh, you're right. And the lawn for $49.30, you can really tell they've done the math on this yeah. when, when they get down to the $0.30. Cents. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Clay will be with us at the uh, top of the hour. 640, we'll uh, visit with uh, BLDD and uh, District 61 about the uh, new school proposal. Love the look of it. Yeah, I do too. Very, very consistent, very modern, uh, very uh, useful in in its thought from what I can see. And yet there are people, uh, I I told you I was annoyed by, like, I, I was I did not give away anything like with any sort of expressive body stuff, but mm-hmm. I was, I'm standing in line at, at Eisenhower's graduation, uh, going in, you know, whenever that was, May or June uh, of last year, and there was a guy just you know who had one of those voices. I probably have that voice too because my voice projects. You know, I mean, he wasn't being loud, but you could just hear everything. Yeah, just complaining about John's Hill and how I didn't. It's like. You know, it wasn't supposed to look like the 1940s. Right. Yeah, it needs to not. And we look... don't do that. Right. Anymore. That's right. You know, the, the things that last for 50, 60, 100 years, they were of that time. Yeah. And then they start to date but, but, and wane. And... Yeah, but it doesn't mean it doesn't last. It just doesn't look like yeah. it was built 100 mm-hmm. years ago. Exactly right. I'm like, I, I give me the wow factor. Mm-hmm. If you can do it in a responsible way. Yeah. I mean, don't give me the wow factor if it's twice as much. Mm-hmm. But you can do the wow factor at the same price. Exactly right. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. you? And particularly people that live in that neighborhood. I mean, that, that's fantastic. You've been over there, you know, and maybe not everybody drives by that. You know, Jasper's not mm-hmm. sort of your, you know, your route to anywhere or whatever. Uh, take a look at it. That park, I mean, all the stuff the foundation did, the, the, the Buffett Foundation. I mean, the city, you know, cleaning up the, I mean, all of it looks fantastic. That's right. And there's been a few businesses kind of pop in in there with new facades yes. and new new approach to everything, too, as, as a result of it. Yes. Or part of it. So, uh, I'm all, I'm all in on this. Mm-hmm. And if you can do it, uh, and, and none of it's free, but if you can do it with like, because the government had to shell out a lot of dollars to keep mm-hmm. doors open. Right. And the local taxpayers, I mean, I know you're paying for it out of federal tax dollars, but we're a donor state. We don't get all the federal tax dollars back that we pay in. So when you get an opportunity to Take do something it. like this, absolutely. Take it. That's what I was this whole time as everybody wanted to fight about every aspect of this and Lincoln Park and all that. We said consistently, if you get an opportunity to build a new school, you absolutely do that. Right. You could take two different tours 
of the schools of Decatur and take and show the yep. Eisenhower, the MacArthur, the Johns Hill, this this new magnet school, and people are going to leave going, man, can you believe how awesome the schools are there? Then you can have the ones that are like, man, the schools look kind of old yep. here. No, and, and, well, not kind of. They <laughs> are. We were Johns Hill K through A. Yeah. And now it's unbelievable. That's great. So anyway, we'll give you the details of that coming up here in just a, a few minutes. So does this track with you about uh, the Gen Z not driving yeah. as much? Mm-hmm. Man, I can tell you there were uh, there were a couple of phases of freedom in your life when you were young. Mm-hmm. A bicycle. Yep. Right. Ride the neighborhood, see where all the bikes are laying down. That's where your friends are. Right. The bicycle was the first. Yep. It was a little taste, a little nugget of being able to get out of the yard, get out of the house, get away from, you know, how far can I test this? You know, like That's how right. far can I go? Street lights about to come on. I better pedal fast. Yep. And <clears throat> I remember uh flipping over the front of my bike. Uh I don't know. It was sixth grade, breaking both bones in oh. my left wrist and being in a cast. And, and getting right back on it. Yeah, I mean, it was like, no, right. because that was freedom. Right. And then you get to 15, you do driver's ed, and I don't even know what all that consists of today, but at 16, I mean, not 16 in a day, at 16, mm-hmm. you were at the DMV to get your driver's license. Oh, yeah. Yep. 16 in a day. Mm-hmm. Nope, too late. I mean, the day you turn 16. That's right. Don't let it fall on a weekend or something like Ooh, that. Oh, on a Sunday? Huh? Hell no. And now with our guy and, and just noticing friends, it, it, none of that was the same. No. And the freedom for him is, you know, driving to Foresight to get Panda Express. Right. Which can now be brought to him if he wants to. Right. Which is different. Mm-hmm. Right. And we couldn't wait. And it was like every Friday night and I mean, every weekend. And you were just, that car meant like I can go do what I want to go do. Yeah. That has changed. Yep. Now it's incremental. Hey, if I want to go somewhere, I I can, if I want something brought to me, I can almost certainly get it brought to me. If I want to go somewhere, I can call a car on demand and do that. I, I feel like the future cars, and this isn't as soon as, as, you know, EVs and all that is, is autonomous driving. We're, nobody's going to have their own personal vehicle. Well, not nobody. Less of us will have personal vehicles and we will right. ride share with driverless so, cars. So, but, but is there some unintended consequences yeah, with this? Because mm-hmm. if young people aren't buying the, the bolt or the mm-hmm. whatever, I mean, you know, like the yeah. cars that were made for young people or mm-hmm. used cars, does that market evaporate? And then the only cars that are there are only available to the people that can afford them. Uh, yeah, but you'll see. I mean, because of supply and demand. Mm-hmm. We already had that with shortage of supplies and not enough, you know, chips mm-hmm. and all these other things. You know, do the car manufacturers go, you know, to almost exclusively the 50, 60, 70, 80,000 dollar cars because people aren't buying the 30,000 dollar cars? Uh, I think it'll be a race down first and then a race up. So, but, but who's the audience at the down end? The people that they're going to see who we could maybe, all right, maybe cars are too expensive. Let's see if we can get people in on the entry level. Okay. And so you are starting to see, this year we will see EV down at the price of, of gas cars. Uh, uh, some models. Some, okay. I, I, mean, I, I just read I, that yesterday. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know what that is. I mean, I don't, you can still buy a car for $20,000. I'm thinking like, let's call it. Just, just the feeling. Twenty-seven for. A, okay, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. But if that demand isn't yeah, there, they're going to go to you higher like end. Yeah, you're right. And you know, particularly with availability of mm-hmm. of resources, yep. if like we can only do so many chips and we can only do so much supply chain, we're going to maximize the profit out of that availability of supplies. Yeah, I also think that you're going to see a company like Apple develop their own car, and you're going to just subscribe to uh, either owning a car or sharing in a pool of cars. A pool of cars that. I think is mm-hmm. in my mind where we will land yeah. more than the other way mm-hmm. is it just like we using the Apple, yeah. uh, we used to own music. Now we just rent it. Yeah. I think that's where, that's kind of where we're going. Okay. It's interesting though. I just don't know. Maybe because they had that freedom through the internet, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, and being able to be anywhere they wanted yeah. to be, it isn't the same drive we had or I had, you know, at 16 to be able to get out of the house. That's a good point. You could put on headphones and be with friends that your yeah. parents have never seen, never heard, never knew Way about. before virtual reality. Mm-hmm. But yes. All right. That, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. All right. And then 
I don't know, like, I don't know, I've never Ubered in Decatur. <laughs> like, I don't know about the availability here versus if I'm in Atlanta or yeah. Chicago. I don't know what that looks like. I've never had food delivered here mm-hmm. uh, via that app. DoorDash, Uber Eats, yeah. any of those. Uh, I would say that as someone who picks up pizzas or picks up you know, Wingstop or something like that. There's two or three DoorDash drivers and they're almost on the regular. So I think that portion. How long though? I mean, what, I mean, what does it take? Uh, just, just out of curiosity. Uh, I mean, it's just think of it being similar to a pizza delivery. You order it and in 30 minutes, uh, you know, you might get your food 30, 40 minutes. Okay. So you're not getting in. I don't even have pizza delivered. I, I don't I, either. I go get it. Yeah, I did too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, you know, we're right down the road from like wherever we're going. Yep. Uh, so I'd be curious to see. And then how much of that evolves and how much mm-hmm. more there is of that. Yeah. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's safer all the way around. I don't know. But it's interesting. It's different. Yeah. Once again, change. All right. Let's bring the school district folks in. Uh, we get back here. We'll tell you about the, uh, design and development plans for the, uh, new K through eight STEM school magnet school, uh, presented last night at the board of education. We'll have the board, uh, president, uh, superintendent of schools and, uh, Mr. Oliver from BLDD on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. For 23 years, the community foundation of Macon County has worked to connect the philanthropic goals of donors with the needs of our community. This is Steve Groney, community foundation board trustee. Our foundation has grown to over 380 funds that have been established by individuals, families, businesses, agencies, and organizations to benefit a variety of community causes. We're proud to share that in 2022, foundation donors made over $5 million in grants to support social services, arts, recreation, conservation, health, and education. Because of donor generosity, we are creating a better future for our community that allows all to live, learn, work, and thrive. If you are interested in learning how you can work with the Community Foundation to establish a fund to support the causes you care about, call today at 429-3000 or visit our website at MaconCountyGives.org. This is Amy from Gustafson & Associates. These days, changes to the tax laws happen fast and with little guidance. If you have questions about child tax credits, solar energy or electric vehicle credits, or taxation of your retirement benefits, you can trust the experts at Gustafson & Associates to answer your questions and prepare an accurate tax return. When you want to save time, money, and headaches, trust Gustafson & Associates to give you a hand. With our skill and knowledge of the latest tax laws, our experienced accountants will help you claim the deduction you are entitled to and make sure you get the biggest refund possible. Call 875-2500 and have the same person take care of your taxes every year. Someone you know and trust. Someone who is there to answer your questions all year long. Get the professionals who deliver personal service. Gustafson and Associates, 875-2500, located at 1525 East Hubbard Avenue in Decatur, on the corner of Woodford and Hubbard, directly across from Staley Credit Union. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. I think it was Michael McDonald's birthday yesterday, I saw. I was like 71 years old. Probably sounds still just the same. No? <laughs> Uh, good morning and welcome. We're back here on a Wednesday. Uh, and last night, uh, the Board of Education uh, had their meeting for uh, Decatur Public Schools District 61. Uh, and uh, very exciting stuff uh, we're going to be talking about over the uh, the next 20 minutes or so. And we welcome into the program uh, Dr. Rochelle Clark, who is the superintendent of District 61, Andrew Taylor, who is currently the president of the board, and our good friend Steve Oliver from BLDD. How did you guys, let me start with you, just a curiosity, because this has become your thing, right? Has it always been your thing? No, actually it hasn't. It's been... Okay, I, we need that microphone turn up. There yeah, we go. No, it hasn't. Actually, it's probably been about 25 years now where we've really started focusing our expertise on educational environments. But you're doing this stuff all over the place. We are. We follow are. you guys on LinkedIn. I can see your projects you work on. And, and uh, it's amazing. I mean, there's a certain amount of people, I think, just in society that want everything to be the way it was. Uh, and then there's a certain amount of people that have sort of a futurist sort of thinking about what things could be. 
And Nick pointed out earlier, you know, if you look at Johns Hill and if you look at the new school we're talking about today, that integration of spatial relationships, you know, where it used to be sort of a grade school looked like a grade school. Then you went to junior high to get the junior high experience and then you got to high school. Now they all have sort of a community college feel where you're learning about that from the very beginning. Right. They're, they're very different from the schools you and I went to school with. The yes. double loaded corridor. They're better. A hallway and equal sized classrooms on both sides. Everything was the same. Um, now you find different shaped classrooms, different sizes. There's a lot of small group meeting rooms to pull students out. Um, a lot of flexibility built into these schools. So they're very, very different from what we were doing even 25 years ago. All right. And Dr. Clark, does that sort of, does that add up to sort of where education is? I, you know, that the space is important in a very different way to than it was 25 years ago? Absolutely. I mean, and you hit the nail right on the head. We do want them to have that college feel because our ultimate goal is college for a lot of our kids. So this way they're not afraid of what they're going to see. Yeah, but you also have, you know, and we've talked about this and been quite candid about it. You, you know, some of the problems that you're having in behavior is coming from kids who sort of missed that junior high experience because of COVID. They, get, they go from basically grade school thrown into high school and they didn't have that interaction. This is starting in kindergarten. Absolutely. So uh, we're just going to continue to focus on those behaviors. I made a plea last night. Uh, for my parents to say, hey, we do need your help, and they're going to get another message from me this week. But ultimately, we're hoping that the changes that we're making in education um, is going to bring about a great change. Okay, so Andrew, what happened last night? I mean, where are we in this phase? I know it's been kind of a long haul. I'm sure you feel it more than anybody as the elected official that gets all the feedback from the community. But but where are we in this process? We are about to uh, moving into the design uh, construction document phase. We have our design. We have our general layout. We have our um, a concept when now Steve and his team will take this into a long, lengthy process of about 17 weeks where they detail absolutely every single technical aspect of this building. What precisely are these engineers? What are these construction companies? What are they going to build? So that all gets laid out in the construction documents and then it goes to bid. Okay, then bid and then into construction, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and so walk us through this process. It, it, you know, it feels like it's been a lengthy one because of all the debate about another location and now this location. Where will this be? This will be at the site of the former Oak Grove School. And it's it's been a lengthy process and everybody has the right to weigh in. But ultimately, we settled here. The Our magnet programs are incredibly Popular. This one has been less popular, and we hope to change that. And why is that? It's the hasn't been the, the program hasn't been up to what we would hope it to be. And what I mean, you mean it, the program? What are you talking? The STEM about? program. STEM. The STEM program. And we. It, it's where science, technology, science, technology engineering, engineering math. all of yeah. that. It's where industries. And what you're saying about the collaborative nature of this building, it's not just college. It's not just community college. Some of the most successful workplaces in the world have this utilize this design of collaboration, where people that are working there can walk by and see people working on a project, a problem or a project and help out the, the collaborative nature of being able to work together in a central location. But the, 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 the trek to get to here was a long one, but I think that this is the, the best outcome and I'm happy with it. All right. What was the reaction of the rest of the board last night? Everybody seemed to be happy. We, we sat down with BLDD last week. So we had a preview of what they were going to present and there's a few minor questions, a few minor concerns, but other than that, no complaints and we're happy to be moving forward. All right. And cost, budget, all of that. Right on target. Okay. And if you get the ability of, uh, uh, you know, to be able to, we're a donor state. You know this, you're an economic mm-hmm. developer. So for every dollar that we pay into the federal government, we don't get a full dollar back no. uh, in Illinois. Right. We you pay know. more than we get. Yes. And so if you are able to have the opportunity to build a brand new school, uh, I mean, Nick and I were talking about this from get-go, wherever that might be, mm-hmm. uh, and this is where it landed, you've got to take advantage oh, of course. that. There's always going to be debate in the community on how to utilize grant funds and things like this. But the opportunity to secure a fixed asset, a replacement of a school at almost no but no cost to the taxpayer, it's not something we can well, turn our back right, on. Be careful now because I'm, I'm going to be your, your campaign manager even though you're not running for re-election. I mean, there is cost. We, we we're paying oh, federal cool. taxes yeah. in, but we're not getting all that back. And so to be able to land this, to do this, mm-hmm. you know, for the next 40, 50 years is an incredible deal that just doesn't come along very often. I don't believe it's ever happened before. Yeah. So what do you talk about the design? It, it's beautiful. Well, thank you. It uh, The goal was for 
from the building committee was to be a very classic timeless material. So there's a lot of brick on the exterior, um, some limestone looking, which is precast. And there's some, if you'll see, there's some splashes of color to really identify the entry points. There's an entry on each side of the building, one for bus drop off, the other for parent drop off. So there's going to be kids coming in from each side of the building. Um, and that's intentional to separate the vehicular traffic. Um, but really they all come into what we call the heart and soul of the building, which is the common space. It's where so many things happen. It's multi-purpose. It's the, where they dine together. There'll be presentations. There'll be performances all in that space. And so you'll see in the, in the renderings, it's really the heart and soul of the building, what we kind of call the living room for the building. Uh, you know, it's amazing. I don't remember, uh, it, well, I, I can't recall uh, an architectural firm, you know, quoting Henry David Thoreau to sell you on the math, uh, but it is this sort of perfect mesh of art and, and science and right. math, right? It is. It is. There's a lot of engineering, but there's also a lot of creativity and art that goes into it. And it's, that's really what architecture is, is sort of problem solving, bringing those two things together. But that is relatively new in the public education realm, right? Right. I mean, it really is. You know, we did it one way for a couple of hundred years and now we're thinking about it in a different regard. Right. Right. And, you know, the thing about kids today, they, you know, they learn in different ways. You know, not everybody can learn from lecture style. And so creating these spaces where kids can have hands-on learning, they can learn from, you know, presentations, from maker spaces, science, all those things, really allowing kids to learn in different ways, which is really how they learn today. Okay. Uh, and, and Andrew, the, the overall timeline, I know we talked about what comes next, but, but when will people, I mean, when will this happen? Construction in uh, after will probably will likely hopefully begin August eighth. Uh, That's what's projected in the in the timeline. So this August, this August, uh-huh. and it should be completed occupied by January of two thousand twenty five. Okay, so we're talking about, you know, year, what, year and a half, year and eight months? Which tracks right on with the construction of Johns Hill, 14 months from spade in the ground to students at the desks. All right, and, and the, the construction budget, 33, a little over $33 million? 37 total. 37, okay. It's a, total projects is 37. Oh, total project so budget, I guess. Soft costs project. and furniture and technology. Yeah. Every desk and pencil in place, about $37 million. All right, well, you do, once again, your campaign manager, <laughs> you, you, you price it at, you know, Right, be conservative. 36, 838, we were under that number. Right. Right. Uh, Dr. Clark, uh, you know, um, you, you clearly every time this happens, then everybody else wants a new school, too, and you're not able to do this for everyone. But that doesn't mean you can't. You have to do this, you know, one at a time, right? Absolutely. And once they see the school, everyone is going to fall in love with it, especially the outdoor space. It is beautifully designed. Okay. Now, how will students be eligible to be at this school? So right now, uh, our magnet schools, you have to apply. So, of course, the current students that are there will automatically just roll over into the new building. And we will be pushing for more students. We're going to be able to add about 40% more kids. Okay. Okay, size-wise then. So what's the capacity is 600 students. Okay, K, up to K uh-huh. through 8, K right? K through 8, correct. Will most, eventually, will most schools be K through 8? Eventually, that is my goal. Uh, yeah, I mean, but this is nationally, right? I mean, yes. I mean, they're doing away with sort of the whole middle school model, which makes a lot of sense to me. But you, you know, uh, who knows? Uh, what about enterprise? What about some of the other things that are out there? You know, uh, what are we doing with the other schools as we move forward? Eventually, as you were talking about, I was listening to the previous segment. What you're talking about is inevitability. Inevitably, every school will be a place. Nothing lasts forever. So we move through these at a predictable rate. This one was different because of the funding source, yeah. but eventually. Dennis will be replaced. Enterprise will be reply, moved to repurpose. Uh, the Enterprise building, it's what has happening with it right now, which is currently American Dreamer, is still up in the air. But we've got a few ideas on how we're going to repurpose that building. And we put forward a first reading last night of a new board policy that if a vacated building is not repurposed to a functional capacity within three years, it's demolished. And that's board policy. So we're not going to have any more of these buildings sitting around vacant for decades. I'm I'm sure there are critics of that. I mean, people who are in favor of saving historical sites and and all that. I mean, but this is the thing. You're going to get this one way or the other. Mm -hmm. If you let the the building stand there, you're going to get critics that that say you're just leaving an eyesore in a neighborhood. If you take care of them, you're going to get people that say you're not preserving history. I don't know how you win that argument. And I I hear that argument. I understand that argument. I, I, I want continuity of history. And if something can be repurposed, I'm an economic developer. I want every building to be repurposed as something positive. But I get far more criticism of empty buildings, dilapidating. Oh, that We can't just leave things lying around in the community. We have to 
clean up after ourselves. We can't leave these buildings sitting around. All right. Not that you're counting down. When's your last day? Um, I believe uh, election is April 4th, so the final meeting will be sometime in May. All right. So what does that mean for you sitting here right now? I mean, you've well, got all the, the mm-hmm. you've got all of the controversy, but you've got all the accomplishments. You're sitting here today looking at this beautiful new school. How would you gauge the, the experience overall? I think that more people should engage in public service the way I did. I mean, it's been turbulent four years for me. I mean, dealing with personalities and pandemics, there's more I wanted to get done, but there's a lot of great people in this community. I don't have to do it all myself. I work with great people every single day. So many of them think about stepping up and getting involved in stuff. It's time consuming and it's stressful, but it's work worth doing. And so think, it's rewarding at the end of the day. I mean, that, that's where you land. I mean, you, yes, you have to have a thick skin. You have to be able to deal with it. You have to be able to say, you have to make the call and stick with it. But I, I would encourage everybody, anybody, if you want, if you're passionate about this community, then there's a lot of ways you can serve. And it's not just on the school board. Uh, well said. I, uh, I hope more people do. And we do have a very important election coming up. Uh, you know, these are the decisions. I know everybody gets worked up about presidential elections. I'm telling you, uh, 99% of your day-to-day life gets decided at this local level. And it's very, very important. Uh, Dr. Clark, uh, this is, you know, you don't get to come in and build a new school every day, right? Right. This is exciting for me. First year superintendent, really. My first full year. Yeah. And I'm working on a brand new school with a great team. Yeah. It doesn't get any better than that. How's the school year going so far? You know, we've had some ups and downs. Like I said, I made a plea last night um, about the discipline, the disruptive behaviors, but the overall um, growth of the school district is doing very well. I love the fact that we have great kids, and I just want to make sure that we focus on that. All right. And, and what about community relations? You know, as you kind of get planted and, and you get to meet different folks and, you know, it seems like there's a lot of people out there that are, that are you know, that sometimes people just need a call to action, right? I mean, they're standing by kind of ready to do something, but somebody's got to kind of charge them up and go, no, this is what we need to do. How are you finding the community relations part of things? Well, Andrew does help with that piece of it. And of course, I uh, rely on my communication. So I've already started having those meetings. I have regular monthly and quarterly meetings with the people that I I turn to for um, things like, um, hey, I just want to get your uh, feel on this step that I'm going to take, or I, I'm definitely close to my police department. I keep in contact with them, my unions, just to kind of keep everybody up on what we're doing and just getting that feedback. But I do want to get out in the community even more, sure. and I would love if the community can come and volunteer more in our schools. Well, we're going to do it. We're going to be principal for a day coming up, uh, I think, Tuesday of next week. We're very excited about that. So, guys, congratulations. This looks great. Steve, beautiful job. You've been listening to the New Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.